Exodus. Book of Exodus. Chapter. Exodus chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 15 of Exodus chapter 1. And the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Shiphrah, and the other, uh, name of the other was Pure. And he said, When ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then ye shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then she shall live. For the midwives feared God, and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men's children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have you done this thing and have saved the men's children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Let's open a word of prayer tonight as we look at this passage. Dear wonderful and heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity once again to enter into your word. Lord, the chance to be able to just read your word and to study out, Lord, uh, just this wonderful, amazing fact of the faithfulness of these two ladies. We just pray that as we spend time in your word that we might be able to gain many wonderful truths from it. Lord, that we might be able to look at these passages, passage, Lord, and see that your hand was upon every situation, Lord, that your name is ready to be honoured and glorified as a result. Lord, allow your word to be able to flow within our hearts and within our lives tonight. Lord, allow any other thoughts or any other things that might be coming to us, Lord, to be put aside, Lord, and instead allow your name to be the number one focus for us tonight. Lord, allow any distractions to be put away, Lord, and allow your word to just be held up, Lord, that we might be able to honour you and praise you and glorify you this night. Lord, just hide me behind your cross, Lord. Allow, you, Lord, thoughts and ideas to not be put in perspective, but rather, Lord, what you want to be said be the things that come forth and that your name might be just praised and honoured and glorified as a result. Just bless and guide your word tonight and allow it to be a great thing to each and every one of us, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. After having his first plan fail busy, with the nation of Israel growing stronger and bigger each and every day, rather than reducing in size, Pharaoh begins to devise a new scheme. He concocts a plan that is so sinister and evil that I'm sure it sends a shiver down each of our spines thinking about it. He decides to take the two head midwives, Shah and Pua, and give them an explicit direct instruction. He commands them that when doing their job as a midwife, and he sees one of the Hebrew ladies upon the stool, which was described like a birthing chair, that they were to kill the boys and leave the girls. This infant side is beyond comprehension for us. Yet Pharaoh has a plan. 
His thought is not about abolishing the nation of Israel immediately. He would have just commanded his people to destroy the Israelites. He seems to eliminate all the soldiers that could possibly fight against him in the future. And then the Egyptian men marry the Hebrew women and simply absorb the nation into their nation. The plan was simple. The plan was cunning. And when the midwives, because there would probably be more than two, considering the number of Israel as part of uh, the number of people as part of Israel, saw a mother in labour that they would go and help. If the child was a daughter, then they would simply just let them live. But if it was a male, they could either simply just drop the child straight away, causing permanent damage and killing the child. They could simply allow the child to accidentally fall into the water and make it look like it's a simple accident. Or they could simply smother the child as soon as it comes out of the womb and claim it was a stillbirth. This was a cunning plan that could have very easily worked. Yet Pharaoh came across the problem. Pharaoh came across two faithful ladies. Two ladies who held such a reverential fear and love for God that they could not do else but to live a faithful life and serve their God. And it's their wonderful example of faithfulness, their wonderful faithfulness to the Lord and God's repayment for their faithful service that we're going to look at tonight as we see the example of the midwife's faithfulness to God and their reward. The example of the midwife's faithfulness to God and their reward. Firstly, let's see the midwife's faithfulness to God, starting in verse 17. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, why have you done this thing and have saved the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. The midwives were left with the choice. They were either to choose to follow Pharaoh's instruction that he's given to them here in verse 16, or they would choose to follow God and ignore Pharaoh's instruction. And we can see simply here in verse 17 that these men feared God. They feared God. They had a trust and faith in the Lord and trust and faith in the Lord's word. And therefore they had a hatred for anything that would be contrary to God's will. They were simply to, going to put everything else aside and instead focus upon the Lord. They, wanted, uh, they had a hatred for anything that might be contrary to what God might say, turn to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8, and it gives us here a perfect example of what it means of, of fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. That's what these ladies did. They feared the Lord and they hated, therefore, the instruction that Pharaoh had given to them. They did not want to follow his commands. In actual fact, one commentator described that the fear of the Lord was that 
of someone that was honest, faithful, trustworthy, and upright in all their ways. And one of these four words follow God's command. And they, sorry, they each follow what these ladies stood for. It is a wonderful description of these ladies. These ladies are honest, faithful, trustworthy, and upright. They did not want to be part of Pharaoh's command. Instead, they wanted to follow after God. And the fact that they chose to follow after God and not follow Pharaoh's command, even under the threat of death, showed that they feared God more than they feared man's commandments. They had this fear of the Lord. They wanted to be faithful to the Lord and knew that everything else would be put aside. They knew, as God had commanded in Genesis chapter 9 and verse 6, that they were to not shed blood, as, Noah said to, as God said to Noah, came off the ark. And they knew that they had to follow God as the number one thing in lives. Turn with me to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5 gives this same idea. Following after God rather than following after man. Acts chapter 5 and starting in verse 25. Then one came and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not straightly command you? that you should not teach in this name. And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intended to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. We ought to obey God rather than men. The apostles knew that they needed to follow God's command first before they would follow after man's command. Now, we all know Matthew 22, where it says, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and render unto God what is God's. And of course, when God's word doesn't say about a certain issue, and stays silent on that issue, and it's obviously clear that doing something won't contradict what God wants us to do, then we need to make sure to follow after the government and what they say. But when it comes time that there's contrary... Uh, instructions given by God and mankind then we should also always follow after God and that's exactly what these two Hebrew midwives do they knew that they should obey God first the apostles knew that they should obey God first that man's commands would always lie secondary to that the apostles were not going to obey man they were going to obey God and the midwives were not going to obey Pharaoh they were going to obey God and you know what? We as Christians in this day in Australia are very fortunate. We live in a country where the rules of the land very rarely contradict what God's word tells us to do. But there's many countries throughout this world that that is not the case. And our rules are slowly changing as all of us know. And many of the times it's for the worse rather than the better. But as Christians we need to make sure that we always stand up for God. 
We should always stand up for what God's word says and stand up for what God wants us to do. Even if it's the smallest, minutest little detail, we need to make sure that we're standing for God and standing upon those principles. So that when the big harder trials come, we know already to stand and follow after God's ways. These Hebrew women did that. They knew that God's word said this, and so they were going to stick by that ideology. They were going to stick by what God's word said. They were not going to go and follow after the ways of Pharaoh or find some way where they could try and half do both. They were going to stick by what God wanted them to do. We need to make sure that we're always choosing to follow God's ways first and foremost. So if someone brings up a comment or someone brings up an issue that we know is contradictory to God's word, we shouldn't just leave it and take the easy way out or leave it so that we don't offend someone. We should stand up for what God's word says. That everything else should be put aside and we should be making a stand for God. Let's make sure that we stand for God just like these two women did. Because they had a faith in God that we should also replicate. Their example is wonderful. And we make, need to make sure to make our stand for God. As Pharaoh gave the midwives their instruction, they also knew that they could find a way where they wouldn't be stuck in the position of having to either obey God or obey Pharaoh. Many of the comments actually suggest that they found ways around how to not get in this situation. That if they saw someone who was going into labour, that they actually take their time making their way down the, to the lady who was in labour. So that by the time they arrived, the child was fully born and they couldn't find a way where it would be secret that the child would be killed. You see, Pharaoh's command here had been to try and allow them to hide the death from the mother. That the child might be accidentally dropped into the river. That the child might be smothered and seen like it was a stillborn. But these two ladies found ways that they could be able to get around this. Simply by taking their time to arrive at their birth. Or actually telling the people that if they went into labour to try not and call upon the midwife, but see if they could de deliver the baby by themselves. And if they did this, then there would be no opportunity for them to kill the baby, and so therefore they would still be not stuck in that situation. Of course, a couple of years seemed to pass during this time, and Pharaoh realises that the nation of Israel continues to grow, continues to develop up, and that these men, male children are still being born, even though he's given this instruction. And so he brings in the midwives in verse 18 and interrogates them in regards to what's going on. Verse 18, the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing and have saved the men children alive? He says to them, why are you allowing the male children to live? I've told you you need to try and find a way to kill them. Why are, is it that they continue to live? 
And this verse 19 becomes one that is hotly debated among many of the commentators. Because the question lies, do the midwives lie? Do the midwives lie to Pharaoh here in verse 19? Are they choosing, therefore, to sin and tell a lie to Pharaoh? It's a similar situation, as we all know, to Rahab. Rahab's lie. But many of the commentators state, and I tend to agree with them, that this verse 19, the ladies are not actually lying. You see, if Pharaoh had any inkling of an idea that these ladies were lying, he would have had them killed. If Pharaoh had any idea that these ladies were telling him a lie, he would have had them put to death immediately. I have this fear, I have this belief, and many of the commentators, like I said, agreed with this or stated this, is that they didn't actually lie in this situation. Many people talk about how someone who works especially up to the day of their labour will actually be someone who has a quick labour process. They're someone who will continually be working and cause the child to come out quicker. Now, I have no idea on this. I'm a guy, I've got no idea. But many of the commentators say this and it seemed to make sense. But it gets to this idea where simply the Israelite women were going through the labour process quicker than the men. Uh, qu sorry, quicker. <laughs> wow, that would be an interesting fact. Quicker than the Egyptian women. I apologise. The Hebrew women were going through the labour process quicker than the Egyptian women. And that's the Hebrew women were simply working up until the fact that they went into labour. The Hebrew women were working as slaves each and every day. But the Egyptian women would simply sit back and relax and enjoy their time and not go through the working process. And it came time for them to go into labour. It seems that the Hebrew women would have actually gone through the process of labour quicker and delivered the child quicker than the Hebrew women would have. Like I said, I haven't developed this idea myself. Several of the commentators all said this same idea, that they simply went through it. It could also be that God for, allowed the Israelite women to go through the labour process quicker so that they wouldn't, the Hebrew midwives wouldn't be in this moment. Whatever it might be, whether the, they go through this labour process quicker or whether they, uh, the, it's simply that God allows them to go through it or whatever it might be, the key is, in the end, that these midwives feared God. They obeyed God. And they were going to stand up for what they believed in and followed after God. They wanted to serve him. And so when these decisions came, they chose to follow God. And you know what? So often we can be stuck in the same predicament on such a smaller scale, and yet we choose men want to offend someone we don't want to annoy someone we don't want to image our thoughts onto someone but that's not the way we should go instead we should be after the ways of god choosing to follow after god 
We need to make sure that we're faithful to God in all times. Where it might be the easy or the hard times, we need to make sure that we follow God. And do you know what? Friends and family will try and persuade us to go in the wrong ways. But we need to make sure we think about our actions and choose to follow God as number one. So when others are saying to us, oh, it doesn't really matter, and you know in your mind it does matter, but you don't want to offend them or you just want to make them happy or you just want to be friends with them, you need to make sure that you don't choose them, you choose God. God is the one. God is the one that has looked after us. God has given us salvation. We should choose to follow That's what these midwives did. They chose to follow God. We need to make sure follow after God, not follow after man. We need to develop this reverential fear of God because he is the one we should follow. We shouldn't be following man. We should be following after God. We need to take the example of these two Hebrew midwives and choose to follow after God. And so we see the example that these midwives set. But secondly, we're able to see God rewarding them for their faithfulness. God rewards them for their faithfulness. Look in verse 20. 20 to 22. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives. And the people multiplied and were very mighty. And it came to pass because the midwives God that he made them houses. And Pharaoh judged all his people saying, Every son that is born shall cast into the river. And every daughter ye shall save alive. These ladies were not for reward. They were simply being faithful to God. But God dealt well with them. That's what it says there in verse 20. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives. Due to faith, God cared for them and God looked after them. And because of their faithfulness, it then had an impact upon the nation of Israel. And the people multiplied and waxed very mighty in the end part of verse 20 there. Whether it was a lie or not, in the end, God rewarded their faith. God rewarded them for their actions. In verse 21, where it says, It came to pass because the midwives feared God that he made them houses. Their reward is not from their state here in verse 19. Their reward is not from what said to Pharaoh. Their reward is because they feared God. That's what it says. And it came to pass because the midwives feared God, then he made them houses. That is what he rewards. But the reward itself is one of the most spectacular things. You see, the reward given to them is probably their biggest desire. The word house here can actually mean family. The word house here in verse 21, that he made them houses, can actually mean family. Most commentators agree God didn't give them a physical house. God gave them a family. You see, usually midwives had the role of a midwife because they were not mothers. Usually midwives had that role because they actually had time for the job, whereas most mothers would not have time for that job because they're too busy caring for family. But here, 
God now rewards these midwives and gives them a family because of their faithfulness to him. Because they served him, because they feared him, because they wanted to do his will and they chose to obey him rather than man. God rewarded them for their faithfulness. God did not have to provide this to them, yet he did. Because our God is a gracious, compassionate God who cares for all his people. And God makes sure that he looks after all those that serve him. Turn to John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and verse 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant. If any man serve me, him will my father honour. God will honour those who serve God. God will care and look after those that serve God. He will honour those on him. We simply need to choose to follow him. First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter one and verse that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honour and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. When we go through times of trial and our faith is put through the test and we come out on the right side, it's found on praise and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We need to make sure that when we go through these times of trial and when we're stuck in those positions as to whether to obey God or whether to obey man, we need to make the right choice and follow the God. I have a story here of a Dinka tribeswoman from Sudan. And some of the trials and problems that she went through and the conclusions she came to at the end. I was at the market in Abindau with my family, including our five children when the raiders came. We were all taken captive. I was tied by my wrists in a chain to other captives. The journey to the north was very hard. We had to walk for about two solid days. We were given scarcely any food and I and my children were beaten. I have a scar on my wrist from where I was bound. At the end of the journey, I was separated from my family and taken to a camp in Shetep. Those who ran the camp put constant pressure on me to convert to Islam. About twice a day, they would tell me we should all become Muslim and then we would all... It would be possible to live together others. But that if we did not, they would kill us all. On several occasions, this was accompanied by beatings. I was beaten severely with sticks. The upper bone in my arm now sticks out as a result of beatings. On another occasion, during the, they came to me again and told me that I must become a Muslim and that they would beat me if I did not. 
But she said at the en- in the end, I cannot change my religion. I am a Christian and have committed myself to Christ. I am a Christian and have committed myself to Christ. What a wonderful statement this. Not even changing in the th- of death, she feared God rather than feared man. And she knew that she would go through many hard, trying times, being beaten and threatened with death, and yet she knew that Christ was her. And she would rather commit herself to Christ than commit herself to man. And these midwives here in Exodus chapter 1 were all faithful in serving God. And even under the threat of death, they feared God more than they feared man. Their faith was exemplary in serving God first and foremost. Oh, that we should exhibit this same faithfulness to God. Let's make sure that each and every day as Christians, we serve God faithfully. So that we might, like these two Hebrew women, bring honour and glory to him. Let's close in a word of prayer. Dear wonderful and heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful that you are the great and mighty and wondrous God. And Lord, that as Christians here in Australia, we do not have to go through these persecutions like many others do. But Lord, help us so that when times come and we need to make the decision as to whether to follow man or to follow God, that every time we might follow and serve you faithfully. Lord, help us to be faithful to your word. Help us faithful to you, we pray. That we might exhibit the same faithfulness that these two ladies did. That we might stand up against those that try and stand against God and that we might be able to go in your strength, your power and your glory. Help us, Lord, to be faithful like women, we pray. In Christ's wonderful and precious name.